A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. For an episode of the Shane Oliver experience, we're changing it up a little bit, and this isn't really. I've, well, before we get into it, we have Tom Tanuki. He is pretty well known for yelling at racist dogs and currently <laughs> now yes i still remember that i love that you're still gonna get me a shirt too by the way um oh, yes mate i've got some in the cupboard don't you worry my man fucking a um yeah so we we pretty much um talked almost a year ago to the date uh 19th of july 2020 and this was quite uh this was during one of coming out i think or like maybe three quarters of the way through one of the lockdowns that we were in yeah and yeah it was there's quite pretty pretty surreal um and there's just been some pretty crazy times recently so this episode's <laughs> kind of dedicated to um let's say kind of diffusing or picking apart uh a lot of the current information you're getting from really weird people online and like um the the conspiracy sort of anti-vax like that these sorts of questions that people are throwing at you thinking that they're suddenly health experts tom and i are going to have a chat about it because i'm curious too and more to the point that i'm kind of sick and tired of seeing it because it's just it's just infuriating and i know a lot of people would probably be feeling the same way hearing it especially from you know family members and friends and stuff like that suddenly reading up on this shit that you've just never fucking heard of, right? And you never think that it would be something that you would actually be dealing with now on a regular basis, right? So it's it's a pretty wild world right now. And, yeah, I've got Tomo here, and he's pretty much been in the thick and thin of it right now too. He just dropped a recent episode uh, or a video, I should say, on his YouTube channel and whichever ones that you can see uh, uh explaining essentially the recent freedom marches that just went down and yeah and my video was so good that i fixed it bro there's no more anti-lockdown movement everyone's <laughs> just gonna stay home from now on you know i'm so i said the right combination of words and i said them so artfully that everyone was just like you know what you're right yeah uh, once, they're, they're, COVID is real <laughs> to um freeing themselves from totalitarianism you know yeah yeah i know you know and i also managed to end the communist party daniel andrews dictatorship all in one go all with one fell swoop one video so it's pretty good it's pretty pretty worth watching we gotta stop him eh he's 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 out of control yeah he's out of control he's out of control like look and fuck me jesus christ let's be real like you know, no politician currently in power right now is really. You can't say that they haven't done something fucking shady, right? For all yeah. for all in, uh, intents and purposes, Dan Andrews very recently, regardless of this COVID situation, because I think personally he's done a pretty fucking good job considering the circumstances. You know, he was in a bit of hoo ha for the fact that he was trying to. Uh, put forward uh, a highway through Indigenous land. And 
Build That's off. right. Oh, we want to well, let me count the ways. I mean, we're going to talk about issues that I bloody have with Dan Andrews and that Labor government, and he's been in for, you know, a couple of terms now. Um, I mean, you know, I, 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 in, in an activist sense, I, I've watched him try to introduce anti-association laws and certainly oversee that this this incredible militarisation of Vicpol that has been turned against you know, lefties <laughs> most of yeah, the time. Like it's see a little bit with the anti-lockdown people now, but I'm not someone, I don't sit there going, oh, the cops are getting someone I don't like. Mm. Uh, so that's great. Ha, ha, ha. I don't, I've seen these people do, do what they do to too many of my, you know, my mates, uh, to, to be honest, for me to be ecstatic when it happens to everyone because I know that that boot will be on my bloody neck next. You know what I mean? So yeah, so yeah. I've got issues with Dan Andrews and that's that's got nothing to do. That's from a left angle and that's got nothing to do with, you know, conspiracy yeah. shit, the communist initiative, you know. But, yeah, so I've got those issues. But, yeah, I mean, I... I, I um, those are, that that that's a political angle that informed s- some of the more politically minded conspiracists, you know, the careerist types, the people that thought yeah. that they might, you know, turn their um, milking of the conspiracist scene in the anti-lockdown movement into a political career. You know, obviously it 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 suits their interests, and it suits the interests of like the the media oligarchs, I suppose, like Sky, for example, who, oh, man, who so influenced that movement. Yeah. Yeah, it suits their ends, obviously their political ends, to mm. to turn that political will uh, of the the freedom movement, as they call themselves, or the anti-lockdown movement, to turn it against Daniel Andrews. But I think we need to get our terms right as well. I don't think that political will starts out being Daniel Andrews. I think it's very malleable. You know, I think it actually starts out as being uh, frustration and anxiety. And frustration and anxiety and mistrust is what gets people more open-minded to things like conspiracy movements. So anyway, listen, I ain't nobody. I'm no health expert either, and I'm not about to sit there telling everyone that listens to your podcast, Shane, well, you know, guys, lockdowns save lives, okay? You know, people will hear that. They know that, all right? And I'm not a bloody doctor. and I'd make a shit attempt at pretending to sound like I'm a doctor or a scientist or anyone that knows, you know? But um, but I am someone who's spent a long time, certainly since we last spoke, you know, looking at the anti-lockdown movement. And, um, you know, I guess I've reached some conclusions and I like to do these, as I said, my world-changing video that I mentioned, I like to do them after these rallies and provide some commentary on what I think is going on with the anti-lockdown movement, you know? And that's that's exactly the point because, yeah, like like, like I was getting with, with Andrew, it's like no no politician's perfect, right? And so yeah. you get you get these guys and they get fixated on just these one groups of, of people and then... It's always that what you know, like, and you've obviously got the bias of of the press, especially because you know we all know how much is owned by Murdoch here. So there's favoritism with what happens with preferences because you know they're in bed with the the the, the liberals, so they're obviously going to favour liberal you know papers compared to Labor, and then you have this huge you you've just constantly got this barrage of people saying, dictated Dan, dictated this. And, you know, like, by all means, he's not perfect. But during that whole time, what he was trying to do was to be as 
clear as and concise as possible with his information that he was given by the health experts that he was getting that he was putting forward and trying to implement and and answer as many questions as possible to the best of his ability and shut things down in order to control the spread. We've yeah, just... but bro, if the virus isn't real, then he wasted a lot of people's time and money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and that get, getting down to the rub, you know, this yeah. fundamental difference. And I have this, like, you know, I always try to remind myself of that. Like, that that's what's informing the conspiracist people. The, mm. Getting down to brass tacks, if as they think, some of them think, there's no, no virus or there's no point because it's just as harmless as a flu, then, you know, if you really believe that, then, yeah, what Dan Andrews did last year was a monumental waste of time. And, <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and so, we yeah, we're just getting back, drawing back to what uh, motivates, trying to understand, that's why I think trying yeah, to understand a- what's motivating the various... Uh, 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 segments or factions in that movement is is so important to to me. You know what I mean? Because you could just you know if you're trying to talk about them or even talk to them, would you believe? I do that sometimes. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> you know, the, it, it, like you you if you can get your terms right and be very clear on what it is that they think and their various factions are trying to do then you you're better placed to respond to them and i don't think that just applies to me in terms of buddy saying video putting together content in which i tell everyone else what i suggest they should think or how they should approach a movement but you know i I think like it tells us you know if you've got your mate is becoming red-pilled or, or conspiracy-pilled, you know, and suddenly posting all these memes. You know, if you really understand not only what they're learning, what kind of garbage they're absorbing, but also who they're absorbing it from, you're a better place to talk to your friend. So there's so many reasons to really try and wrap your head around the anti-lockdown movement. And I, it's not just like ghoulish curiosity for me. You know what I mean? Like I, because as I said, I do I do engage with these people and I do think that, I do have hopes that we can, um, oh, I don't know. You're not even trying know, we to can change their mind or not, but maybe yeah, we could at least for a while keep them from going out. You're not even trying to sway them left or anything. You're just trying to say to them, hey, what you're saying is kind of dumb, you know. <laughs> like it's not, it's not right. And you have an audience right now that, you know, depending on how small or big it is, and what you do, they they could be listening to every word you say and believing everything you say. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's true. I mean, you know, if you, I should say as well for me, like I I have a pretty long and storied history. You mentioned yelling at racist dogs earlier. That's an anti-fascist group, mm-hmm. uh, although it was you know pretty non-violent comedic sort of stuff. But nevertheless, it was anti-fascist action of a kind, and we were involved in you know, attacking some of the organised racist groups of the past few years. So I have a lot of experience in targeting far-right groups, Nazis, things like that, fascists, you know. And I have to say, I found a bit of a true north for myself in looking at the anti-lockdown movement because I don't hate these people. I hate far-right fascist types. They're not the same. You know what I mean? I'm not saying there aren't some far-right parts in there, um, exactly. You know what I mean? Trying to have their sway over the movement, but it is a very mixed bag. And so when you kind of go from usually looking at genocidal 
abysmal humans. Like, I can't tell you how bad this very, this horrible far right sort of Nazi group of thing that I'm used to looking at are. Like, they're mm. such horrible fucking weasels. Like, worst oh, people. They're, they're By scum- comparison, yeah. these guys are entertaining. <laughs> Yeah. Like, and I mean that. I'm like, by comparison, for me, it's like you're talking about going from from people like that where you're worried about they're going to go into a fucking mosque to people like this. And we can – oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not laundering the reputations of these pricks. We don't oh, want them going out and spreading the goddamn virus. I'm just saying that they're not bad on the level of the people that I'm looking to. And so because of that, I'm able to engage with it. I'm able to engage with it in a way where I can sort of look into their motivations. I can have a laugh in my videos about them because I think they're really corny and ridiculous a lot of the time and they've got no fucking idea what they're doing as activists. I know. They can't organise to save their fucking lives. They get all the political will and all the people in the world, but they're not demanding shit. Like, they're not demanding shit. They're so discordant. But, you know, it's worth worth analysing. It's worth understanding for all of us, hey? Yeah, because like as you just say about that, right? Where they 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 don't even know what they're talking about half the time, and they try and tell you to look up the facts. You know, just trying to spread the real news. As an example, um, we'll we'll talk we'll touch up about uh, old mate Egghead later, but because I want to touch no. up, I know it's so fucking infuriating, right? Um, but sorry, like, I probably I groaned wanna... really loudly into the mic just then. <laughs> uh, dramatic effect, but it really, it really did the job, though. I, I totally understand. Because <laughs> um, I want to touch up on the freedom rallies more before we go into him, because he's sure. he's, he's after that, right? But sure. you know, after after I had a bit of a a bit of a, a mention in his story, thank you. You for the did, clout. yes, you I did. did. I know. Thank you for the clout, dickhead. Um, Oh, yeah, you have to remind me, the word clout reminds me of something. A mate of his accused me of, like, being mad that Egg Boy stole my clout. <laughs> it's like this real influencer-hater rhetoric. I'm like, I'm like a 38-year-old man, and he's like a four-year-old boy. Uh, can you please stop it? Anyway, stop it, you stupid little boy. Anyway, we're going to get on to Egg Boy later, yes. Yeah, but because um, I, got a, I got a message from one of his fans, obviously, and you know she was she was like um oh, what what was it um so what did you say again that that just oh, what did i what say did you again? say that 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 will Connolly shared of yours by the way um oh so he shared a picture of uh, a tag a quote from julian assange or some shit right and the irony in sharing something from julian assange right for fuck's sake and it just irritated me to no end. And I think um, I just said that uh, sadly and tagged his name. Uh, Will uh, Egghead, uh, Egghead or Eggboy is now a confirmed conspiracy dickhead or some shit like that. Yeah. And, uh, he shared back saying something like, is it like is asking questions because you're scared or, or afraid or trying to connect the dots make you a conspiracy theorist, you know, in the comments section, it sheds light and questions answered. Is that bad? And it was, was funny what he, he wrote in response to you, because actually, um, without delving too far into it, you know, the, the, the rhetoric and the logic of 
connecting dots is actually very, very much part of conspiracist thought. So oh. I, I read it, and my first, and uh, my first answer instinctively was like, "Yes, it does make a conspiracy." <laughs> yeah, I know it did, right? And um, I mean, also, there's a lot of power conspiracies out there which probably require some some semblance of connecting the dots. It's just that if you look at all of the biggest conspiracist names over decades, uh, uh, most famously David Icke, who made his own documentary about himself called Dot Connector. The, the 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 rhetoric of, of of connecting dots as in disparate discordant bits of information and tying them all together into this web you know as a, as a, as a, as a balm for anxiety really that's conspiracies that's conspiracist thought you know in a nutshell it is you know and it does it serves a few functions that help give us a bit of agency and and, and help us to um uh, help us to feel a little bit less anxious and out of control. There's actually a really good book. I mean, if people have a friend, uh, you know what I'll, I'll do? It's called, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but the author, his name is Rob Brotherton. And just in terms of the the, the science and the, 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 the studies behind why people uh, and how they, they get into conspiracist thought, it's incredible reading. And if you have a friend and you want to understand what's happening to them, then it's really good reading. And maybe you can put it in the description of this episode or something, yeah. yeah but yeah. it definitely covers the way the, this overactive dot-connecting instinct that people have and how that is deeply tied to stress and anxiety very very deeply you know and yeah. and sometimes there can be other factors like sort of intergenerational or or racial distrust for very very good reasons you know tell them no one's going to tell me that for example uh you know uh, indigenous communities shouldn't have a, a reasonable distrust of authorities knowing what's best for them you know so absolutely uh, so there's there's things like that, and there's studies that suggest that certain you know like minority communities and what have you do have a, a greater predisposition to conspiracy theories, and that's probably going to answer a big part of you know anyone's question about why there was such a big response at the moment to to the Sydney Freedom Rally from last weekend. Why did they get so many people along? Well, because like no, who in Western Sydney. Well, yeah, who in Western Sydney? Yeah, exactly. You cut out construction work. Yeah. They've got so therefore a lot of them who get cash in hand from construction work. We know how it works in practice, right? They got yeah. no money. They can't apply for those rental moratoriums that they introduce in New South Wales because like you you had to prove that your income went down by twenty five percent. Um, so they yeah, weren't getting any more support. I know that Morrison has is announced something today about that. Um and uh and and therefore people feel like that they're just out on a limb. And these are communities who are usually treated like shit by the government. You know, you've got Morrison making noises about sending the fucking army in, you know, NT intervention, anyone, you know. So you see, you yeah, get these, like, yeah, recalls yeah. back to what, what, it, what it is that our, you know, our, our government does to minority communities when people know this deep down, you know. Which and so... Sorry to interject. Isn't that where most of the outbreak is for Sydney at the moment as well? Like Blacktown and a couple of other places which are in more of the minority groups? Yeah, it is. And this is, if you look at the periods in Melbourne last year, as in where did the periods of the outbreak spread to? I mean, they ended up spreading uh, 
to communities where there were lots of ESL people, English as a secondary language people, who yep. weren't being reached out by government services. And this is a traditional problem we've had ever since we let the Vietnamese in, you know, we did this big magnanimous thing after the Vietnam War in the 70s. We said, oh, yeah, well, let's all let the Vietnamese in now. We're incredible. We're um, we're not like South Africa where they're apartheid. We're really progressive now. And we let all the Vietnamese in and then we just dumped them in a couple of fucking towns in New South Wales and Victoria and no one got any translation services or any community services and they were basically just said, okay, you do your damn thing, you know. So <laughs> we've got this, you know, died in the wool habit of doing this with communities of, of people from, from other countries, you know. This is the Australian way. So you end up you end up at, at points where, you know, if you have the disease, you know, if you have the virus spread in areas where there's less engagement with the community, be it for language or cultural or whatever reasons, um, then then... Now, if you respond to that with just locking people down and taking their source of income away from them, you probably lead to greater anxiety. And as we said before, that probably leads to greater predisposition to conspiracy as spread by all of these grifters. Yeah. Oh, and they're, they're just horrible people, especially when they try and promote themselves as doing the the good thing or like, you know, or they're always like, you know, fight the system. They're always like, you know, the fucking niche sayings or like the the catchphrases that try and you were talking about it in your video where they're like it's like fucking snake oilsmen or uh, oil salesmen and shit, right? Mm, mm, and they mm. just yeah, yeah. There's a there's a figurehead uh, cast or class within this movement, and 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 they capitalize. Some of them do it for monetary reasons. Some of them do it for political reasons because you have, as I said before, I said it earlier, would-be political candidates. Some of them do it because they're genuinely committed to conspiracist thought. Mm. Um, some of them, you know, but 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 the, the and I think you know we can't ignore that the prevailing logic of our, our age is that if something goes viral, then it's the right thing. Do you know what I mean? Like as in. Yeah. Like, we have all these social media platforms. Uh, we don't need to talk about the spread of social media. It's a conversation that every single my partner said that to me the other day. Uh, she was like, you know, all everyone any all anyone ever talks about anymore is social media on the pandemic. And I'm like, you know what? You're fucking right. Yes. We just have the same conversation. All we ever do, particularly in lockdowns, is go home on our phone and go to the supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> And all we ever do is talk about social media and the pandemic, (laughs) you know. So, so, so when, so, you know, if we say that there is a a, a class of people who really just want the sugar, you know, the sugar rush of attention on social media um, and will do anything or make up anything to get it or go along with anyone else's lies in order to get it. Um, that's no surprise. That's like, you know, the main, the real cultural currency of nowadays of, of 2021 globally is going viral, isn't it? You know, so, yeah, exactly so, right. so it, 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 even if there's quite a few of them who don't like this is Romeo George's guy I covered in that video and he's a, a bloke from Sydney, Lebanese bloke, and he, he, uh, he, he, I don't think he makes any money from it all, but he certainly gets the sugar rush of attention. And for many of these people, that's, uh, that's, price, yeah. that's enough. That's money, you know, that's cultural money for them. <laughs> yeah. It satisfies you know? their need of being wanted, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyways, I you have will have to shut me up sometimes because I can just sit here going on this stream of like you know constant thoughts because it's all I overthink about all day. I know. It's perfectly okay because you know a, a lot of people and quite you know I'm, I, I can't speak for half for the people that do listen to my podcast and if anyone actually does you know I never fucking follow that shit anymore but because um, <laughs> it, it just gets too like anxiety inducing like why isn't anyone listening like fuck off um, so I just yeah no yeah I agree with you I have the same I mean I just do my pod which is called the pork and feed the birds and it's mostly just about rally based activism stuff I just do it intermittently now I do yeah. it when there's something I really want to or a rally I really want to help plug or whatever but you know yeah eventually you just sort of you can I commit to having good yarns and good ideas rather than so which is hopefully what we're doing right now hey yeah yeah and like like I was saying like uh, I don't quite know how often a lot of the people that listen to my shit uh think about this sort of stuff that we're talking about or you know how how common it can be and how intertwined it is with certain ideologies and stuff and just like a way uh a a way of like a movement or whatever can be just purely based off like a a really either you know sort of conservative leaning way or you know as we put it in like really heavily right wing leaning ways and people always use it's never usually people attacking right wing when you see in these fucking comments online and shit like that it's always like you lefty snowflakes and fucking commie pieces of shit whatever it's always usually hearing that side you know it's mm. never usually always against the other side because people are like oh racism is it isn't real in australia it's like are you fucking serious man like i've heard that so many times and people think oh no it's good but come on really what yeah. what what do you think the history of this country is for fuck's sake? We're a pretty young country, by the fucking Commonwealth, but you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, that kind of. Um, uh, uh, I was gonna almost gonna say anti-racist. It's not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually. It is racist. It's anti. Not you know, sort of like anti-conceptualizing racism. That kind of mentality is like you know, it's it's it, people in Australia are predisposed predisposed naturally. I think to 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 develop that one or to fit into it. You know, because. Yeah. Um, uh, because it's a deeply racist, has a is a country with a deeply racist history, you know, as a modern colonial construct. But um, at the same time, that. we know that there's been this process where so many people who just consider themselves roundly apolitical a little while ago get pilled, and they do it from. Oh, they used to do it from their phones, and you know, quote unquote, grassroots. Uh, organized racist groups and and now they do it from savvy media outlets like sky who've learned that there's a lot of money to be had in spinning these kinds of yarns and and they learned the language and they learned yeah the, you know they pick up the rhetorical tools of the outright grifters and suddenly the person that probably would have said to you a few years ago oh you know i just don't know much about all that will suddenly be telling you about snowflakes and cancel culture and just generally you know they pick up a, a, a easy set of tools about. yeah yeah no no they, they haven't learned about it but you know there's an efficacy to some of this language um there's a, you know it's drilled into people again and again i think things like um People learn about things like cancel culture and they take shape so quickly only because they're just new skins planted across a, a very 
long-term idea that's been being seeded in our heads for a long time, which is that political correctness has gone mad. You can't believe in a cancel oh, yeah. culture if you if you don't already uh, know or believe that political correctness has gone mad. And we've been being done. I mean, that, that's not an intuitive thought. It relies on a whole, you know, a prerequisite series of uh, ideas about culture and politics and society. But we've been being told it for decades because it's a very lucrative idea it sort of seeds this idea that there's a big uh, scary group of elites out to take your power of course if you peel that idea apart then those elites just end up being students with blue hair and you know <laughs> people you know people who criticize rapists yeah. and um things like that you know and then all these things end up just fitting this very loose idea because it's just a way for people to launch their careers and what have you but anyway so we end up in a world you just notice you tend i think most people tend to notice that their friend is becoming pilled or 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 immersed in the world of conspiracies once they start seeing them they don't come up with their own unique conspiracies do they they no, start no. adopting <laughs> everyone else's lit rhetoric and ideas yeah and like I'm, I'm talking from real experience that genuinely happened to me a month ago where i essentially as they put it had to fucking cancel uh a friend um because they were sharing shit online that was just <laughs> absolute garbage and look to be to be to be real my response originally probably was a little bit over the top but I was just, you know, so, when you've had so like one of those what, what was your response, if you don't, if you don't mind my eyes? No, I'm, I'll say it. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to out anyone or anything, but I will. No, no, of course. Yeah, you know. yeah. But like, no, no, no. This is not about adding anyone. Yeah, totally. No, no. Especially when they're not like a public figure, you know, like it's yep. different. Um, no, so, no, you're absolutely right. No, I would never do that, you know. In fact, yeah. I saw it. Sorry, just as quick as I, I saw these bloody Twitter lefties going after the anti-lockdown thing, like on, in, in, it's in, in in Sydney last weekend. Oh, we need to find their names and addresses. And I think a lot of these like these people are like boomers who got really excited, thinking that this was like they our part of our our US Capitol riots moment, and that they'd be. <laughs> able to, and I'm like, how cringe! What are you gonna do, you middle class fucking white Twitter left? You're gonna dox a bunch of Lebanese people because they're mad that they're broke. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, so. Oh, I, you know, oh, yeah, I'm just saying that my answer to these things is not like that kind of thing. So, no, yeah. definitely not interested yeah. in exposing your friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, I was having a fucking foul day. I think it was probably about the time when I started having issues with, like, my car and stuff like that and then having to deal with the mechanics and just, like, I'm still dealing with it now. It's just a pain in the ass. And then I see him share a post and... I've just thought to myself, oh my god, this is this is just not just cringe, but like fucking dangerous, man. Like you were sharing something that you literally have no there's no background of information on this video you're sharing. There's no context, there's nothing other than someone just posting and saying that these are side effects from a fucking vaccine. Oh, so and, it was a bit of vaccine stuff and it was Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my response. Do you remember what it was? Just purely out of interest. She, it, it was the, it was a woman lying in bed and she was like sort of shaking and having tremors and stuff like that. And I think the video was something like maybe eight, nine minutes long or whatever. But I didn't even watch all of it because I couldn't be fucked because I saw the did first. You did it touch on the infertility for women stuff? 
no, no, I don't. Well, I don't know because again, like yeah, you didn't you didn't sit through all nine minutes of this game. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I honestly shut off after the first minute. I'm like, this could be a reaction to any vaccine, you fuckhead. Like, and you just could be saying that it is. Like, I have no context. Yeah. It's off Facebook. Fuck off. So. Uh, well, it's, I, it's interesting to me. There's a lot of anti-vax stuff, which is sort of saying, you know, the, the it's um, it's an experimental vaccine. Oh, but a lot of the, the propagandists and what I mean, you know, and that's uh, understandable that you'd be a bit scared about its potential effects. But if you read about the the genesis of this vaccine and about its you know its roots in other vaccines, then you would understand that it ain't nearly as experimental. I mean, we would have liked. For longer trial periods if we weren't in a deadly pandemic in which you know that they reckon that anywhere between 7 and 12 million people have died from this and that the biggest boost to those numbers is all of the horrendous amount of deaths probably 4 million or more actually completely undocumented in India because India and Narendra Modi's fascist government over there are not reporting it. In fact, they're completely incapable of reporting it. They haven't documented their own citizens. People are being a whole buildings of dead people there. It's an absolute nightmare over there. And there's millions of them are, are, are dead. And they don't never know why. But there's the Economist did a study a little while ago saying between 7 and 12 million people you know so unfortunately we do have to hurry up a little bit with the vaccine you know but i see these same sort of people who say that oh it's experimental sort of being incredibly confident about saying things like oh it makes women infertile well hang on a second you were saying we don't know the effects and now you're just making them up yeah right. like, what anyway i interrupted you from a lengthy diversion no no not at all like because it's still on the same topic really um yeah so he, he shared that video i couldn't even make it through a minute and i just thought this is the dumbest fucking thing i've seen uh and then you know because i knew this I, I knew this person personally uh and from years ago too I hadn't seen him in a, in a fair while but um still knew him you know still knew what the kind of guy he was sort of thing and yeah. My response was um, something along the lines of, um, hey, champ, I've seen you snort all kinds of things up your nose. Oh, yeah, the and, whole, yeah, I've seen yeah, you do and, that, so why are worried about the Pfizer? Yeah. Yeah, and you're trying to tell me <laughs> about what you should and shouldn't do with a vaccine. Like, get off YouTube. Yeah. Something like get off YouTube or some shit like that. And then he messaged me uh on the dl and was like why would you put that on my pu public page like that's that's from a different time and you know it's like this is some serious stuff if you really look into it like it was yeah. only like it, it, there's there's and, and he said the whole like more people have died from the flu and all this shit and like you know it's the sort of thing that i've been trying to tell people that all you have to do is just like you know as much as people will kind of contest and like think about oh still conspiracy it's like whatever just get online go on google and whatever they're talking about conspiracy wise google about it see what comes up i guarantee you you will find a whole bunch of articles usually first up because this is how i find out about half the shit that will be oh no, but bro, Alphabet Inc. who own Google, they're all in. They they fund. Oh, their, yeah. Know. Oh my God. Everybody owns everybody. Fucking hell, right? <laughs> well, then you know, you could just say to people, "We'll just go and duck, duck, go instead and search for it." If that'll make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 
then you won't be being manipulated by Google, who are actually one of the worst companies. They're just like, they're terrifying. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. I mean, the people that that we're talking about, they haven't read the age of surveillance capitalism. They don't fucking know what the real problem with Google is. (laughs) They're just (laughs) reading garbage memes online. I'm I'm not even, I don't know enough about Google and how they operate. All I know is that whatever deal that they did um, with with us or the Murdochs or whatever with the media or something like that has has suddenly changed the sort of concept or viewing scape, in my opinion, of how news is coming across at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting, I hope for investigations into that kind of thing. But I do recommend, actually, just just as a quick aside, that, yeah, if anyone's interested in understanding what exactly Google is selling, um, then The Age of Surveillance Capitalism by Shoshana Zuboff um, is... uh, one of the most profound bits of reading. It's, it's a bit, bit overblown, overwrought at times, but it's really one of the most incredible mind-blowing bits of reading I've had in the past year or two. So I recommend. Yeah. Okay. Um, if yeah, if if you've got any other books and stuff like that that we forget to touch up on, man, um, send us through yeah. a link and I'll put them all in the bio or some shit like that. So cool. people want to yeah. check it out for sure. sure. Um, yeah, so it, sorry. It, so going back to your mate, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, oh, there's not really much more to it, really. Um, it, because like he shared another thing or some shit like that. Um, and I think it was still something to do with why hasn't anyone gotten influenza recently or whatever. And it's like, oh my god, that's just common sense, you dickhead. For fuck's sake, we've all been in lockdown. There's been no chance for it to fucking spread. Like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. there's been articles actually, you know, by. Um, I can't like for fuck's sake, you know. I can't. I can't remember half the people that have written these things, right? But you've read them, and it was a guy. It was one of the um, uh, virologists or whatever saying in in situations like this, when um, you know, there's there's no possibility because there's very little people out and about doing what they normally do for the influ- influenza to be able to spread and do what it normally does because it's an easily spreadable disease that got a virus that goes about. And, you know, because no one was out and about much like we were trying to avoid COVID another kind, um, you know, it wasn't able to spread. So of course the numbers are going to be down. Of course, all those things. It's just like, (laughs) what do you mean? There's more to it. Like, think about it for fuck's sake. Like, Um, I I know, I know. I, I, I think often you see these, you see, I the thought often occurs to me that for some conspiracist thinkers, some of our mates who get pilled during the pandemic, that they have these anxieties, as we all do, you know, and yeah, we deal with them in different ways. I deal, I dealt with mine by drinking far too much until the doctor told me to stop. <laughs> so we all have our little quirks, you know. Some people, I feel yeah. that. They get so overwhelmed or overburdened with anxiety about a question, for example, about the spread of the virus and what have you, that in fact they argue heavily in one side. For example, saying things like that, that, you know, they've read something online like that, it's made them worry. It's made them worry, of course, not only about the virus. See, these people, a lot of these conspiracists are worrying about two things. They are worrying about the virus, no matter what they tell you. 
Mm. That's why they're always talking in their online portrait videos about not being afraid because they're convincing themselves. <laughs> God is on my side. and Well, yeah, I mean, it's a self-reassurance, you know what I mean? I mean it's like you look in the mirror and you tell yourself, I am beautiful. Like, you know, you, you're doing that for a reason there, you know. Um, you know, they're sitting there saying, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. <laughs> Why are you saying that? <laughs> you know, you only hear that from someone who needs to, you know. But you, do, you, you get all that as well. But they also put these conundrums out like the one that you've just described about the why is the flu gone down well i didn't actually can i tell you i didn't need to google that yeah like i, I did and you know you obviously read it from a doctor like you can go and look it up online and a doctor will go well you know people weren't out so much yeah but if you actually you didn't even need to have a doctor tell you that because <laughs> it's so obvious if you just right. think about it for a while the, yeah. But why aren't they thinking that? It's because, again, they're putting their latent, unresolved conundrums and concerns and anxieties out in the public almost to get someone else to tell them off. And that's what I think they're actually doing sometimes. I'm not trying to pathologise every conspiracy theorist to the degree where they're all just like in the middle of having a meltdown. I know a lot of them are very obnoxious, particularly died in the wool ones. A lot of them are grown-up conspiracy theorists, uh, organisers, stand to make a lot of money. So this isn't everyone, I know. But I think that recently peeled people, recent conspiracists, are definitely consumed by worry and worries and are being taught to worry even more. They are more scared than we are. And I've been pretty fucking scared over the past year. I remember my early to mid-2020 nights where I couldn't sleep all fucking night, you know, because yeah, I was right. fucking scared about this fucking thing. So I honestly do think that a lot of them are, are more afraid, no matter what they admit to you. And I, I do try to think about I've, – I've had some success in – pulling back some people and I've actually had success in helping friends or people who message through my page in terms of how they can do, de- I don't know if I want to say de-radicalise, but sort of bring their friend back from the precipice of this conspiracist garbage a little bit. Had, I've had success. I've seen some success. I, I think it's a little bit like, you know what, if your friend had uh, clinical, you know, major depressive disorder and was going through a real rough patch and that would be tough but you would help them if you loved them or what have you although it would be very tough and time consuming and so is talking to them about their conspiracist anxieties and I I think that I always say to people, well, only if you've got the spoons and the capacity, because, of course, you're worried about coronavirus and your life and lockdowns and your money and you're broke as well. You know, it's not like the conspiracists are the only ones who don't have any fucking money. You know what I mean? But if you are interested in bringing your friends back, I regard it as being a a mental health intervention. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Uh, without yeah. trying to excessively pathologise anyone. You don't want to also, you know, like be condescending to your friend. But if you can view it in that manner, then maybe that gives people the time and energy to look into what it is that their friend is thinking so it makes them less angry, you yeah. know, because conspiracists have infuriated you with your friend, didn't it? It was really annoying to see that video, right? It was, yeah, absolutely. Of course it was. It's annoying. <laughs> it's really annoying. In his profession, like he 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 works with people on a day to day basis, right? So he has the time and the 
and and the opinion to fucking talk about this shit with them and 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 able to pill them in a way right but yeah. not necessarily to the point that you know when when like you know real like cons- like we're talking conspiracy like gonna go fight someone sort of shit right but just yeah. enough to start doing this whole spouting of like look into it don't be a sheep right that's all it takes and he's it's there. very annoying. So I'm saying, I'm saying, oh, talk to your friend, hold their hand. But often they're not going. I'm really worried about whether we're. No, all they've already, already They're going. Up. No, they're going. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's already made up his mind. He's fucking long gone. I'm like, uh, I, I, you know, you feel for it, and you want to be able to do something. But you know, for for me, like, and this is my opinion. Obviously, there are still people that you can, you know, try to, in a sense, save or change. Yeah excuse me, change their tune. But I think for the most part, sometimes if they're that far gone, I'm sorry, but you aren't bringing them back. You know, like it's, it's. Yeah. That's, that's as well as my, yeah, that, that is often the case. And, and also I, but I think also a lot of conspiracist type people gain a lot of sense of confidence and agency from being very rude and dismissive with everyone else. And also they're also seeing, they're getting all these concerns. They get into this world and they see everyone. They go online and they see everyone else being what they see is like rude and dismissive about them. You know, they come into nothing but like arguments. Uh, they start burning all these bridges. So they quickly become hardened up and very, you know, resistant. So when you stumble into it a little bit later, like it might be a month or two down the track and you're seeing you might share that video and you go, dude, what are you doing? And he's suddenly horrendously abrasive and rude back to you and you're like, yeah. <laughs> say much thing in no, this. but I, I just I, I guess we're also talking for anyone listening to this and and i would say to people that sp- if if you feel that you have the spoons or if it's someone that's close to you i do think it's worth trying but i do to to talk to them or to to bring up a a a, a conversation about these things if you can handle it it's mm. very time consuming yes but this, i think that one thing is that you have to find out what it is they're thinking and where they're getting these ideas from so that that does two things that lets you find out what they're saying so you can sort of prep yourself to talk to them but it also takes the bite out of some of those ideas for you for example i'm not annoyed at all i know i am i'm annoyed when i see forty thousand people out in sydney possibly spreading the virus it's depressing anything but i'm not annoyed by the ideas because i've been seeing them for so long you know yeah yeah that that means that I'm able to talk to, for better or worse, you know what I mean? Probably worse for my own mental health sometimes because I've been doing it for so long. But you can, I you, taking the sting out of those ideas preps you a little bit better to be able to speak to that person. And I would say the other thing as well for anyone uh, hoping to be able to have these conversations with people is that open the door but let them initiate those conversations. So if it's your pill yeah. conspiracist friend or what have you, I would say, listen, mate, you know, you probably already had an argument with them. You know, a lot of people, <laughs> yep. the first exchange they have about those things is an argument. It tends to be where you realise that your old mate suddenly a coke and you get really mad. And I totally understand. I've done it myself. But you go, you would go to them, look, you know, you know I disagree with you about this stuff. I would like to have a chat to you about it all. But I don't want to just, like, surprise you with it. And so I'm going to leave this offer there with you now. If you, at some point in the future, want to talk to me about this stuff openly and and in which I, I suppose, 
you know, worry about what you're picking up and tell you why I disagree with you and, you know, maybe show you some other stuff that I think you should read. If you want to do that at some point in the future, no fighting, just to chat, then doors open, but I'll let you bring that up with me at some point in the future. Just have a think about it for now. Now, the reason that I'm saying all that is because if they take you up on that, and sometimes they might they might do it the next day. They might do it four months down the track where their favourite conspiracist grifter suddenly gets exposed as a liar or a rapist or uh, <laughs> something like we'll, that. We'll talk and then about that's something that like, oh, finish this too, yeah? Sorry? We'll, we'll talk about grifters um, after we finish this to- this point as well too, yeah? Because yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. another question. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, they might they might be interested in doing that when they suddenly have, uh, you know, some of the, the, the people that they've been getting their messaging from suddenly loses a bit of its shine, something like that, you know. These fallout moments often do happen for people. And if they remember that their old pal has offered them an opportunity to talk and they take you up on it, you have won so much of the battle before you even begin that conversation. Because what happens in this world, and you see it in online comments things all the time, is that people just disengage. Yeah. You know, they go, I don't have to fuck you. I don't have to listen to your opinion. You're a sheep or you're a shill. You know, you, yeah. I, I'm not listening to you. You are the other. But if your mate has come back to you, they have already tacitly just told you, I am willing to listen to you my friend, and you have already done half the job right then and there. So that's my only advice, and it probably still won't work, but have a think about it. (laughs) But at least it's a template, though, for a lot of people. At least they can, you know, have something to uh, just remember to go off by, like, look, you know, the door's always open. Come to me when you want to. But, you know, outside of that, you know, this conversation's not really going to go anywhere, so I might just head off, Yeah. So it, yeah. it leaves yeah. them the chance. Yeah, 100%. And well, that's... yeah, so I, they're, my, they're the best thoughts that I have anyway in terms of individual person-to-person chats, you know. No, and, and that's that's ideal because a friend of mine was actually asking because um, I said to him, hey, I'm talking to I'm talking to you and, you know, do you have any questions in regards to a couple of people that you've been going through this sort of stuff with? And that was one of the things he was like, how do you deal with it when it's your family, you know? Like, what do you do? Because it's not the first time it's happened. You know, they reconciled after the first time and then now it's coming back again. Like, how, how do you, what, like, I can understand that. Like, I'm not going through it personally myself right now uh, with any family members or anything like that. Uh, but I can understand it from a point of I've had, you know, complete fucking randoms come at me recently uh and it's just like young it's it's a very delicate sort of thing to deal with even with you know randoms but more to the point with family and like close friends you know it 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 becomes very sort of it's almost like a a a time bomb in a sense where if you if you yeah up you know you might you may not speak to this person again and you always hear like oh you should always um you know love your family no matter what but you know when it comes to a certain point that's you know blood is thicker than water shit that's just fucked you know like you yeah, can love- you, you you get you know i yeah and i, I remember this very deeply with the whole QAnon boom and looking oh, on the I don't yeah, know, yeah. you or any of your listeners have looked at the QAnon casualties subreddit 
on Reddit, but there's just yeah. this is constant. I mean, it's you know, it's not so intense these days because you know the efficacy and the relevance of QAnon waned with the um, as as Donald Trump's re-election uh, vanished. But um, <laughs> however slowly that happened, but oh. um, but. You know, there's just these horror stories about people. You know, this one poor bastard who's like got to pretend to his mum that he's, a, you know, that he's also believes in Trump and Q, and just just so that he can talk to her because he knows that she'll cut him off otherwise. And just oh, really sad, you know. Like, yeah, really that's, that's hard. Like, because you like you want to be able to, and like uh, you want to be able to help him in some way. But you know, like I was just saying before, sometimes they're too far gone. And yeah, and can I also say that I just really want people to be clear as well. When I said all of this stuff, this is just if you want and if you have, as I said at the start, and if you have the spoons, because you're exactly. probably fucked as well, man. Oh, you know, the pandemic's been yeah. shit. It hasn't just been shit for people that think that Bill Gates is Satan. It's also been shit for people that don't think that. And mm. it sucks. And if your fucking mum is turned into a coke, then, you know, maybe you just want to, you know, not be burdened with that as well as all the rest of the stresses of the pandemic. And that's exactly. fine as well. I don't want to sort of in, insist that everyone, you know, wreck their next few months by trying to take on all the burdens or someone else like that. But that's how, that's why, that's kind of why I said that I view it as being a little bit similar to like, trying to deal with a mate with fucking terrible depression or something. You know, it ain't going to be fun or easy. Yeah. But if you want to do that and you can, and then, then it, I think you should view it with the gravitas of similarly to something like that. You know if, what I mean? If you have the energy, for sure, absolutely give it a crack. But if you feel like you're going to snap or crack or whatever, don't don't push it, you know? like Yeah, yeah don't, it, you're not ready yet. Yeah, if you're feeling like that, you are not yet ready. Yeah, they need some – they uh, fall into bits <laughs> in a degree and the, that's not enough. Yeah, so, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of – and going on to the next one as well is like just – these these guys don't need to be touched up too much, but it's more more to the point, like say, with the grifter, uh, grifter term for one, but also sort of like a one to five – top five like douchebag grifters that a lot of people might know sort of more on a mainstream sense. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, sorry. So you're saying the the, the uh, big figures of the anti-lockdown movement? Yes, yes, correct. Um, and like sort of like the top, sort of like a top five list essentially of like say the names of these ones that are sort of like maybe some people from the mainstream might actually know who, who these people are. You know, as an example, RV Yemeni, the little... Yeah, boy. totally. I mean, I think the RV Yemeni has turned the... You know, RV Yemeni has a, a, a fantastic chameleon-like capacity to turn any movement that will have him mm. into something that will make him money. And that's why he's signed up to Rebel News. And he's, he's a pretty... You know, I... As someone who spent years upon years ruining his protest actions back before the pandemic made it hard for us to do so, because I we actually believe in the sleep, by the way. Before we, you know, before yeah. we, it became hard for us to go out and do so because we actually believe that there's a virus around. You know, we're, it's, <laughs> we've been ruining RV's videos for a long time. You know, I, I turned it into an art form, if, if, I, if you'll forgive me. 
the luxury of patting myself on the back, you know. I think I'm a pioneer of the art form of ruining uh, Australian alt-right pest videos. There'll be I'll do a video actually later in the year about all my different strategies, you know, trying to pass the tools on to the babies. But anyway, the biggest, so I yeah, the biggest key thing from that though, just before, just sorry to interject, but like the biggest key thing about especially that side though is the fact that it's always clickbaity. It's always clickbaity, like it's flashy in your face, like click here, subscribe, do this, do that. Like it's always like, yeah, sort of like it's, really it's weird fundamentally thing. about do you subscribing and and contributing to fake donations, as in you know donations that aren't going to go anywhere, and they have like terms and conditions that mean that Rebel News can just keep the rest of the money, and then you know that feeds them. So that that's the that's the point, and he's been perfecting the art of doing that for years upon years, and he's he's the best in Australia at it. He's you know that kind of thing. We don't have too many of this, these sorts of reasons. We used to have other pests who would go out to rallies and what have you, uh, Neil Erickson and what have you. They've all fallen by the wayside, and Avi Yemeni reigns supreme as the one who makes the most money. And you know, there's part of me that goes to myself like I uh, <laughs> like I. You know, there's no political will around Arvi Yemeni. There's just people paying him money. And so sometimes there's this part of me that goes, oh, well, you know, I just want to almost like tell people that they should donate to him. I and mean, if you're really that much of a sap, and, you know, an uncritical thinker that you think that you're donating or anything but else except for Arvi Yemeni's dinner there, as in not content that's uh, honestly, you're not paying to donations that are meant to be for what they say they're for. You're not paying for content that's thought out. It's really just, you know, like ripping what frothing boomers say on Channel 7 comments and what have you. And you're 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 paying for someone who doesn't even really believe in any of the politics that they uh, uh, pretend that they aspire to. He really, really doesn't. I know this. He just wants money. That's all he wants. That's why I call him a grifter. You know, I've got a fucking Patreon on my thing. He's, I'm not talking about saying, oh, I make content, give me money. I mean, this person doesn't mean that he does not. I promise you, I know people that know him. He doesn't mean anything he ever says. He doesn't actually care about politics. <laughs> and so there's part of me that goes, I just want, I'm like, yeah, donate to the Arby Yemeni. <laughs> like, go for it. You know, if you, you are, it's not like you're building a fucking alt-right movement. All you're doing is building a big bank account for him, really. So anyway, so there's Arby Yemeni, yeah, definitely. And I mean, he's loving the anti-lockdown movement because he isn't being pestered by us and having his videos ruined all the time because we're not coming out because we believe in the virus <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so he just loves it and he's had relatives that have died of coronavirus and i just like the idea of him dancing all over his dead relatives graves mm -hmm. uh in order to get viral videos i hope that he sleeps well i bet you he does he's that kind of guy he'd sleep yeah. like a baby you yeah. know and even um hearing if he honestly if he ever fucking came across my little wee old podcast or whatever and happened to hear this he would fucking go to bed thinking oh yeah like it's it's just his his mode or his mentality is like oh someone's talking about me you know it's he's got, like, he's got a real vent like a banal normie teenage girl rhetoric like he calls me a hater <laughs> like, it reminds me of, like a girl on TikTok or something like that. Oh, he's just like a teenage girl. Like, such a, a hater. He's such a hater. 
It makes me cringe so much. It's like grown (laughs) men who are racists reduced to like normie teenage girls for some reason. It's it's deeply strange. I find it deep. But this actually, you you know what I've learned over the years is that if you're going to be that good at being a a quote unquote populist, they always call them a populist because they get heaps of followers. If you're going to be that kind of a populist, you have to be a bone deep normie. Like you have to be someone that thinks in terms of bland pop culture tropes and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like you can't be a misfit. You can't, and they're not. They're like really, not really the alternative crowd. Like they just they feel like they are, but quite often they're just literally what we think normies are. You know, like or me in particular. Like you know, coming from the 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 heavier side of the music scene. Like if seeing a normal person, like you know, someone that comes into this scene who's never listened to the shit before, right? And that you can see it on their face. You know, yeah. it's sort of the same thing. Deep normies, deep conformists. The, the, the energy surrounding those people is deep conformism. Like, they're just really... And I sometimes I think this is a major, like, cultural divide upon which I look at these people. I'm like, you guys are, like, just such bone-deep fucking normies, you know? And so that's how he's sort of able to intuit what it is that the greatest aggregate amount of frothing at the mouth, ageing boomers that you find, you know, sort of abusing Aboriginal people in the Channel 7 news comments, he's able to intuit what they want to see next so well because he's like a normie whisperer, because he's a king of the normies. So the, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I've talked about RVM enough for one lifetime. So uh, there's him, yes, of course. Um, there's, I mean, there's the Sky News people who managed to trend this artful boundary between... Uh, almost erring into being pro-anti-lockdown. You know, they'll certainly foment the anti-government sentiment, but then they'll stop short of saying that you can go out there on the street. And, of course, they've capitalised on that. You know what I mean? They haven't left it to the the RVMNs of the world to be the only ones to make bank from this, you know? News Corp right. at some point realise that they can make bank from this too. So, you know... Because they do this the same, the same schedule, the same sort of script and structure that Sky News runs off, because it's let's be it's just it is the same thing as Fox News in America, but it's just our lingo. That's all it is. It's just a difference in the accents. That's all it is. They're yeah. both fucking doing the same thing, and a lot yeah. of and you got guys like fucking Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and shit like that being just absolute fucking cesspit pieces of shits and yeah. being able to say what they want to say. And, you know, for fuck's sake, like at one point they were saying that the FBI or the CIA was involved in the insurrection and shit like that, rather than admitting that it was their own fucking fan base that it was, right? They're so toxic over in America. It is just, yeah. They're, yeah. they're fucked. And I worry for my brother who lives over there, right? Like he's, he's all right because he's in New York, you know, he's in a pretty sort of progressive area so they don't you know they got they got more like real things that they worry about right they don't have to worry about worry it. for yourself listen worry for yourself too man because the shit that they say on you should listen to what they say on sky news it's incredible sky I, news after dark sometimes leaves fox for dead i it's really? stunned by this it's so bad that's so bad. I've got. I'm actually am considering if I'm going to stomach starting to subscribe to Sky in order to be able to start oh, regularly doing videos about money. what they're saying. Don't give them money. Well, 
look, here's my quandary. Here's my quandary, bro. Your <laughs> fucking granddad, is it not specifically your granddad per se, but your fucking granddad. That's all right. He's not alive anyway. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no <laughs> but you know, your granddad, my granddad, our granddad, your uncle, whoever, they listen to Sky. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I've got a neighbour. <laughs> I've got a neighbour, and I stare over. I think in front of my bedroom, I can see their TV, and at night, it's all Sky News after dark, and at daytime, it's like Tucker Carlson and shit. Oh, and they're no. just like. Yeah, but they're like these old boomers. Oh, they're like their seventies, eighties, and I'm like, this cunt's brains are scrambled because I know what they. I can't hear what Tucker's saying, but I know what he's telling you. You know I'm exactly, like, yeah. I'm like, you know, if they knew who I was, they'd know they're dealing with a terrorist. Then they're living next <laughs> door to a terrorist, you know. <laughs> you you yeah, get so the up the yeah, door every fucking day. These people are the biggest useful idiots, to borrow some popular far-right terminology. They're the biggest use, and popular conspiracists love to talk about it as well. You are the most useful idiot if you could just keep paying for that subscription, sharing whoever you're told to share, and basically acting like an organic bot online in your Facebook timeline. You know what I mean? That's the biggest grift and con that they've managed to do over so many people you know it's the biggest trick that they've managed to play and you and i need tools for how to speak to our pilled granddad don't we you know like how are you supposed to talk to him when he tells you that you know like anti anti for a terrorist and just whatever else they're talking about you know like yeah, so quite often it comes really out of left field too, right? Like you just don't expect it, right? So like you want to have that conversation with them, but you're like, well, wait, hang on a second. Like you're talking about something I've got fucking no idea about. So give me two seconds to have a look into it. And quite often when you do that, you end up finding out, hey, I don't think what you're talking about is quite 100% right, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a matter of probably, you know, like I think we need to know what they're all saying collectively and start realising what they're talking about, you know, like realising how bad it is, but also to, to get a bit better at responding to it. And that, that involves doing the hard yards of looking at what these people are saying. So anyway, so I'm thinking about doing that in the future. So and, Okay, look, all right. That, look, I, I'm really against you fucking giving Sky News money, but... That would be something. If I can get it for free, I will, bro. Trust me. Hey, I'm sure you'll be able to stream it online or some shit. Hey, use fucking the online fucking world for for good use, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Legally stream Sky News. They wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Won't won't mess with their bottom line anyway. Um, So, yeah, I think, what what was the other thing? So we've kind of covered the topic of, like, the freedom rallies and, like, sort of what they spawned from. And you have videos and content about that as well. So if we haven't covered it anyway, you can always go and check out uh, your stuff as well. To please um, look it up. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just at the moment, I'm just really on a big tip of like, please let's all just agree that we need to improve people's material conditions. They're doing it a little bit, but they need to stop means testing these fucking things. We need to just yeah. get people. 
paid yeah. and fed rather than paying for the military to stand around their fucking high rise or whatever. Like, come on, yeah. you know, like if we can take care of people, then yeah, you you know what? The next freedom rally might be big too, but it will dwindle again. And how do I know? Because it fucking did it last year. Because we yeah, did, that's did right. dwindle. I know that all the showboats and all the really pilled people step kept going now, but you didn't have tens of thousands like you did last weekend, right? No, and that, that, was, that this happened was, particularly this was a in level of for a good reason. Age. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, and that's why I think a lot of people are kind of like, holy shit, because they sort of had this sort of semi flash back to seeing what happened in America earlier this yeah. year, even though it's, you know, a completely different sort of result of why it happened. But contextually, it was over something that they didn't agree with, right? Well, can and- I tell you something? Interesting. I'm going to write about this on this weekend. Yesterday, I spoke to an anti lockdown organizer. No, I had it. And we had a chat with each other, and I said, and I said, and we talked about how they believe in their right to protest, and I said, so do I. So do I, as someone whose comrades have had the doors kicked in over the years before the protest, as someone who's been warned that, you know, if I swore out loud at a rally, I'd be arrested because they had some, like, yard strategy. As someone whose mates, you know, like, Sean got stopped on the way back into the airport into Australia because of the stuff we done. Oh, just, you know, everyone's been, hey, I've had the pepper spray, I've had this, I've had that, all that stuff, you know. I yep. believe in right to protest too, and I've been there for a lot longer than these fucking anti logging laughs have been there. So I said that as well. I believe in that, but you have to understand that I don't think you should be out because I genuinely believe that this virus is a problem. So we do come down to that rub there. But I said, how can we, you know, for you, you have these concerns about this, that, and the other. For me, I don't want you cunts out on the fucking street. How can we? Agree. And I said, I pointed them to my last video, which I'd already seen, and I'm like, do do you not agree that if the government were taking care of people a bit better, then you might be able to hold your fucking breath and wait for a while? Right. You know, for your next rally. At the very least, you have as many fucking, you know what? You have as many fucking free rallies as you like. Bang on about masks. Think about if you want to bet them. But right now, I want you to not do them. Do you think that will work? I know you emphatically agreed. So... You know, yeah, what do you I, I think that yeah. we need to agree on 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 mater- defending people's rights to material conditions. I'll be writing an article this weekend as well about that in Independent Australia. If you want to know more, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So I think another one will, is obviously sort of like uh, when you start when you when you when you use a lot of online media and you use your phone a lot and all that sort of shit, especially now during lockdowns. Like that's that's. That's been, there's no denying it, obviously. Everybody's uh, intake of uh, screen time and shit like that has obviously jumped up tenfold during this mm. period, right? And so now you've got, um, suddenly you've got fucking uh, big name people that have a huge following base able to start talking about this sort of shit and then start getting sort of, uh, when they start getting flagged for false information or this is not 100% accurate and stuff like that, then they start throwing up the old question mark signs. And they have this following that is watching their every move. Some of them believe every word they say. And then mm. they start spreading the shit. And, of course, I'm referring to Egghead because yeah. he's, got, he's got over, as I pointed it out to someone, 
Um, he's got 326,000 people that follow him right now. Yeah. That is 326,000 potential people that could yeah. be exposed to this shit, believe it, go out and do, you know, as they say, practice what you preach and follow these beliefs that, he, that he's been spouting. And then, oh, shit, he gets COVID. He fucking dies or whatever it is if he's talking about you just got to take more fucking vitamins or this or that, which is just fucking common sense. Stop trying to read into it like it's going to help in terms of dealing with something that our body has not been exposed to yet. You fucking idiot. We have been exposed to the flu all the time. We have the flu shot. Oh, you're talking about immune systems? At one point, he just put out what a fucking... Immune systems, mate. I'm no health expert, but immune systems make antibodies, but they can't do it until you get the fucking virus exactly. or a vaccine, one or the other. You know, that's how it works. Yeah, um, like, and if it's a really bad virus, then, you know, you might actually have your lungs fall out before you develop the requisite amount of antibodies. <laughs> that's the bottom line. When, when look... Here's a good example, right? When I was younger, and I was when I had when I had a, a bit of the sniffles, the runny nose, and whatnot, right? You know, you know what my mum was telling me to do, right? Take some vitamin C. Take some vitamin C. It'll help reduce the symptoms of it. It'll, you know, that that was the perfect example of when, you know, okay, we've obvious our bodies have obviously had the flu before, right? So we get it often. Our body just needs a, a simple boost in terms of being able to recover from it. So, yes, we oh. take a bit of vitamin C in order to help yeah. boost the recovery time of it because we deal with it from day to day because we've had it within society. It, it, it's sort of linked with, like, the her, whole herd immunity like think, way of thinking, right? Because we've yeah. been exposed to it for so long, yes, we can deal with it. We have, the, we have flu shots. We have – you can – they say take your vitamins and keep your levels up so you can recover quicker and whatnot. But if you I'm reading been... a really interesting book called Vitamania at the moment, actually, which oh, <laughs> nutritionists and like PT fuckers, like they're just horrible people right now because of this. Anyway, you know, um, they they, but they this, this Vitamania book is suggests that like maybe there's a lot of the entire thing of vitamins, which is very, very overstated. Anyway, that's yeah. a, it's, it's an interesting book. I recommend. We're, I won't get sidetracked too much. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just like you, you constantly see this barrage of stuff like that. And it's like if your body has not been exposed to it, what fucking vitamins should I be taking, right? How can you say take your vitamins and do this and do that when your body itself hasn't been exposed to this yet? How are you yeah. supposed to have – like, do, is it really that hard to grasp the concept? Like, I'm no doctor, but I'm I'm just thinking to myself, well, if I don't know enough, I'll go see my GP first and foremost. I'll go see someone who's actually studied this fucking shit for years and paid a lot of their own time and money to go and do it. I would very much prefer to do that with them rather than someone off the fucking internet. You yeah. Know? Like, I, yeah. It's, it's a real hard sort of balancing act right now where – we're just in this bubble of like constant, like being on lockdown. We have been in and out, and the whole working lifestyle has changed a lot recently too. And it's especially harder for people right now to get work because everyone's looking for it because they lost it, right? Mm. And yep. so there's been no sort of uh, job keeper was never kept up, so you're back below bloody fucking poverty wages and shit like that again. I don't even they raised it what most recently like forty bucks a week or four dollars a week or some shit. That was the last yeah. raise that they did 
and what's that? Thanks for the extra four dollars a fortnight or whatever it is, you fucks. So, yeah. in in the grand scheme of things, they say that you know this is a boost, and I'm like, for who? Like that's that's nothing. This is just fucking crumbs, man. Like you 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 invest, and this is the, this is kind of what I'm leading into, right? This is the sort of shit you should genuinely be pissed off about, right? You can you as a country or as a government will invest almost. God knows how much money into the military spending and shit like that, right? But if you invested only a tenth of that amount from the military into simply putting, uh, you know, fucking money in people's pockets, not only will they have a better way of living, they will stimulate the economy. It will turn over, right? It's true. It's, I just don't... It, it's, it's something that I just, like, constantly have, like, this battle in my head. Like, what I just... Like, you know why, you know why, because they want to lie in their pockets and they, yeah. they, they they think for themselves rather than the people. And you want them to think for the people. They they say that they do. And it's a really big spiel all the time. You start questioning and saying, oh, no, they fucking don't. And then people go, oh, he's up. He's up. He's trying his best. This and that. And they'll give you, they'll tell you to like lay off the, even then they'll tell you to lay off the conspiracy shit where it's like fuck it that's just common sense man like when you really think about it i just yeah yeah i think you know at the end of the day yeah i mean we all need to be united in demanding uh real tangible material relief for people that's what i've been saying all the time you know be pissed pissed off at the right thing like yes so you imagine if all those forty thousand people in sydney were pissed off at the right thing Mm. You know, there would they be. Might have got something that. done. Yeah, there absolutely would be. And trying to. But you were talking it. about Egg Boy. Oh yes, yes, Egg Boy. Yeah. Um, people like that have this huge audience to 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 lay out this in, the information or whatever, and then suddenly they have sort of this niche thing that happens to them, and then they latch onto that, and then it's sort of just a spiral. And you've just started seeing it with him now. He shared a few things yesterday, right? He got flagged for false information because it fucking was false information. And if people actually looked at the story that I had shared, it took me two minutes to find out whether or not what he's talking about was true. And it was fucking untrue. You know why? Because the doctor they were quoting in that fucking story died two months before COVID. So how could he quote that this sort of style of uh, vaccine testing be ineffective? He's fucking dead. So it's... Oh man, it's just so. Here's the thing about here's the thing about Egg Boy, man. Will Connolly is is five years old, I know, and you know I keep getting told by these <laughs> Twitter lefties that I'm a bad. You know I don't like this feeling that I'm like this angry fucking uncle, like you know old man telling him off, getting called by his little mate that I'm jealous old of him. Yells at you know him. it's a cringe dynamic for me to be involved in. But here's the thing, I don't. This kid, he spent the past fucking year sharing carpets like this. And the reason I never said anything is because I was hopeful that the multiple people who were wasting their time talking to this little shit to try and stop him from doing that, hold his hand, might actually have some effect. But no, they didn't. Because you remember how we talked before about you, you know, we posed that hypothetical situation of you talking to your friend and then them coming back to you to like genuinely listen to you, you know, and that yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. that's a good head start for a conversation. Well, this kid doesn't fucking listen to anyone. He thinks he's got all the fucking answers. 
you know? That's right. He thinks he's done this amazing stuff, and he has actually done amazing stuff. But here's the thing. He comes along one day a few years ago to a yard action. He fucking does a little stunt. And uh, let's be honest, he was doing that. He was doing that because he thought it would be a little popular little Instagram videos thing going. And make him go viral. He was doing little prank stuff at the time, and I'm not insulting what he did. It was of huge use to us as anti-racists at the time. It fucked with the energy that Annie was projecting. It was great. Very nice. You know what? I well, what attention aside, what it meant was that Fraser Anning had to cancel heaps of dates in the other states because it led to this roll-on effect of everyone trying to target him. They got a scent of blood, and suddenly he looked like a victim, and that was completely the opposite energy to what he was trying to project in his campaign, and he lost his seat as a result. That's what I believe. And that was instrumental in that because we organised a rally on that day, and it wasn't going very fucking well due to a number of reasons, being kettled by coppers, violence, several other the things but those stories didn't end up mattering all that mattered was that this kid came out and did this thing and it made him look like a goose in the most non-violent way possible a day after Christchurch it couldn't have been any better and I, I remain grateful for that but hero stunts here's the thing about white fucking Australians they love being able to gather the idea that they can go oh good on you you fucking legend and that that <laughs> solved racism that some little larrikin legend will fix racism forever. They love shit like that because they love the idea that the little hero stunt, yeah, and then the chaser and shovel and batuta advocate and whatever can all go, oh, little legend in their things forever. And that's fine. Oh, that's fine. Great, whatever. But it's still symptomatic of a culture that just wants to stop talking about yeah. racism and stuff. And we I don't mean to be a brag about all this. Again, you know, he didn't just do the stunt either. I don't know. He, you know what? He yeah. did all this thing. He raised heaps of money for all these charities. But he's the first to tell you that because he's a kid. He did. You know he who did. I blame? He... I blame everyone else. I blame everyone else for propping this little boy up for one little stunt once because he just he just did a stunt and for our purposes and all us who wanted Annie gone, not just me, everyone who wanted him gone, it suited perfectly at that time. It and did, we'll always yeah. be grateful. But right now, you need to shut your fucking mouth about anti-vax shit because he's not asking questions, as he said to you. He already knows the answers to the questions. They all just happen to be conspiracist ones. But he won't admit it because this is what uncertain new conspiracies, particularly ones with public figures, they always say. What did Pete Evans say? He said, I'm just asking questions, didn't he? Yeah, fucking Look how well he's going, right? Yes, well, and it won't go very great for Will either unless he fucking listens to people. And I'm fucking telling everyone that fucking suggested him to stop. He is, he posted several things so far talking about how with cancel culture. Mate, you've been told to pull your fucking head in. I think you'll fucking survive, kid. He, I he put it, he, get he put over it, it. Yeah, he put a three, like three and a half minute video out today or some shit like that where he was like, hey guys, I just want to talk about the, the, the things that happened yesterday or whatever. And then he started. 
pissy again because he is really pissy. He says one of the first things at the start, he goes, I don't like having to, I don't believe in justifying myself. Well, sorry, mate, but sometimes when you fuck up, particularly in the space of politics and when it's got people's livelihoods at stake, sometimes when you fuck up, you do have to justify yourself. And I know you won't learn that from Joe Rogan experience or Wim Hof or wherever the fuck other garbage neo-spiritual self-help shit you're listening to, but if you actually read some political stuff and thought about politics and culture and science and society for a little while instead of how to fucking carry a little didgeridoo to fucking bush dogs like the wook you are, Why then the you would be doing that anyway. Oh, he's just a... Look, you know, and again, here's me, what? old man, being very rude about a little boy. Uh, very stupid. That's not... I don't what an idiot. Fucking, you know what? Will Connolly is as old as some of the anti-lockdown organisers. So get fucked. You know, like, you, yeah, you, shit, you, right? he's, he's old know. he's got his big boy pants on now and he's a celebrity with 300,000 people. So don't tell me, the fucking Twitter, don't tell me that he should have his hand held. People tried to hold his hand for a year and he didn't listen to a fucking word because he knows best, doesn't he? He's just asking yeah. questions. Nothing of the fucking sort. He's a little shit. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for thanks for no, no, dude, man. I, I was, I, I man, I, I, I wish I had the quip or you know to be able to respond so quickly or put out like this sort of stuff because I've never been that kind of guy. I've just been one that sits back and sort of, um, you know, like stick to the sort of content that I put out. Right, like in most of the episodes, like with the musos and the artists and stuff, we'll dabble about like you know what affects you and. And, you know, like, what, what's fucking pissing you off in the world right now? And that sort of gives you an idea into how they think and, and, and what they think about the world and stuff like that, right? So it, it's always different and interesting to hear other people's perspectives. And yeah. in, this in, in this instance, like, I, I've always stuck to that. But, you know, every now and then you see something like this, which I did. Someone said, hey, have you seen this, like, from Egg Boy? And I was like, no, what is it? and showed me and I'm like this is so fucking infuriating right now but I'm going to go about it in a nicer way than I did the other time with old mate you know the the old mate who I don't talk to anymore and you know instead of you know going a bit personal I just you know called him a dickhead so that suddenly got a response and I was like oh my god he actually did share me I actually you know what I don't know about you but my first reaction when he shared me was like oh my god Oh my god! I got shared by him. This is great. I love it. He's <laughs> you know, I was there was yeah, no panic. There was no nothing because I hadn't. It wasn't like I was getting called out for anything. It was the fact that I was pointing at something that he was doing was really misleading. And like all it took was two minutes for me to find out if it was true or not. And that's all it takes, right? You see something like this from someone that pops up, and. They like again, like I was saying earlier, they have a huge fucking audience, and a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh my god, yeah, he's totally right," without even like looking into it because they're so enamored in the character that he's become. And such... someone made a great point to me yesterday as well. They go, "Oh, he's that he's just asking questions on Fuck this," off. but when every other post he ever does, he's like sharing like spiritual life advice. Then he's like got this great command of his like youthful, exuberant following of 300,000 plus people. But when it comes to actual like livelihoods and such, oh, he's just asking questions like, oh, where, where did your confidence go? You know? It's just mm -hmm. like you when you see this stuff online, and it's like, say, for example, the only thing that you see or hear for a bit 
of course, you're going to start sort of thinking and feeling that way as well, right? So I'm here to just say, look, you're everybody who, if you're listening, you are smarter than that. I believe in you. Okay, it's I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm not a very like I don't consider myself to be too bright of a bloke, but I know a lot of people would say otherwise, right? But, you know, I'm smart enough to know when I'm wrong and I'm smart enough to know when I should look into something and not just look into it. I mean, I will go and read. I will go and read and look up this shit and find out, you know, is is and not just from one side. It's like they taught you this shit in school, bro. Bibliography. Well, listen, you know, I mean, in stronger communities, we would have people who could gently help us to pull our head in. But we're also fucking atomized at the moment, you know. I mean, I think cold communities of people just, you know, scramble about for rental properties in low-cost suburbs and get oh kicked out God, every yeah, year because like... they're redeveloping them. And then they fucking they work at highly casualized jobs and they fucking spend most of their lives scrambling just to fucking keep up. Um, you know, so this it's very hard to form communities. The only community we have is when we're going to fucking Coles or Woolies and that's depressing <laughs> corporate oligarchs. You know, we don't uh, we don't have communities and so who's there to pull in to in real life help us to pull our head in when Isn't we it? start getting so anxious and get we start getting filled by conspiracy stuff, you know? I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. Isn't isn't Sydney like number one or like at least top five in the most expensive places to live? Uh, yeah, certainly. I think like urban Sydney is. I don't know about Western Sydney so much, but yes, it certainly but is. But just in general, right? Like that area, which obviously is sort of not, I wouldn't say the epicenter, but like right now within that sort of region within like a few hundred kilometres. Yeah, costs are very prohibitive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yep. would be costs where currently the virus is going around right now, right? And yep. it's just their approach, everything about it this, this time around has just been like we've seen we saw a hundred like in 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 the time of recording this uh it's what the 28th the the 28th so we can make sure that there's no fake news um on the 28th of july there was 177 or so cases that happened in 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 sydney right and the day before that there was 170 or something like that it was up it was up high they're not going down and it's Mm. been like over it's been like at least a week now like maybe more Uh, where they're at the situation that they're at and people are saying uh, potentially Christmas at this rate, like, holy shit. Like, Mm. and then you have one of the most expensive places in the world on lockdown. And like we were talking before, there's no more moratorium on, on evictions, on, on the, uh, on rental prices. Um, there's no set in stone job keeper right now for the people currently in lockdown. And then you also- can only do lockdowns properly if you really take care of people. Otherwise, people can't stay locked down. Which is why. Know? And like- does that make them? Does that make them COVID denialists? No, it makes them broke sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it yeah. does. And and the, a lot of the stuff I've been reading recently. And and to be to be fair, like with a lot of the stuff that he does now, um, and uh, friendly Geordies, for example, right? He's doing a yep. lot of stuff at the moment, especially like it's it's more political driven now, especially the fact that he's had this run in with Bruz. Mm. And um, I love that story, honestly. It's really enticing. And just the fact that you you think like he's a YouTube star, whatever, right? But the fact that he feels like just a regular everyday bloke is going to go, going up against this corrupt piece of shit who thinks he's better than everybody else. And it's clear, mm. like even even without like going into it too much, 
if you watch enough footage of this dude, he loves himself. He's so ego-driven. It's insane, right? Yeah, look, I mean, Jordan certainly brought a lot of attention to that. That's what he's done for sure. It's not been very good for Barilaro's career. And if you had told me a year ago that Friendly Geordies would do decent damage to someone of that stature's career, I'd have been very surprised. But, yes, it's happened. He's He's gotten – and what's good recently is the fact that he's gotten on side with some really sort of – um, prominent figureheads, which is always handy in situations like this in the day of misinformation and yeah. um, like just just general shitheadedness really online, where you've got someone like the former, like two former prime ministers pretty much now um, on his side in a way, but mm. especially one. But, you know, Turnbull hasn't come out and said it, but, you know, he'll, I reckon they'll have a chat soon, to be honest. I reckon yeah. that'll, that'll happen soon because he's definitely gone the way of what Rudd's doing, but yeah. on a liberal side of things too, which is always the, the concept of, even though he might say some things that are a bit like, yeah, you're still a fucking idiot. But for a lot of the part, he is starting to be like Rudd in the way where he's just like calling out this shit for what it is, because mm. he's not, he's not held onto him anymore. He's it, his, his job, his livelihood doesn't rely on what the, the press say anymore. So what yeah. power do they have? Right. So he yeah, can say true. this shit. When, when you're able to do that and you've had such a platform, like, are you really going to cancel uh, the former prime ministers, right? You know, the, the <laughs> people are always going to want to hear what they say. It's like Trump. Yeah. They cancelled him, as they put it. But, oh, my God, look at the state of America right now. You know, yeah. so it's just it's it's this this changing of the guard in a sense like we're moving into a new generation like a new sort of way of how society views things this is just me it's just yeah. sort of i'm not saying that's what it is but like how i view oh, it. oh well yeah i mean this pandemic is absolutely supercharged it's almost like America. a transition right where like yeah. it's, like we we're saying before like this online persona or media presence and commentary has now sort of generated into real life where we're yes, it definitely has. Yeah, we we regard like online figureheads in various different ways as our as our media, as our um, as our political activists. Yeah, so we rely on uh, people who talk into videos and things like that for so many things. The like irony that. is so funny too when they start being. Bro, like, I've actually, bro, I've, I actually must dash, man. I'm sorry, I I have to head off. Oh, uh, no shit, right. Oh, man, I didn't even realise the time, eh? No, yeah, I just realised it a couple of minutes ago myself, man. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, before you go, man, do you want to make this sort of like a regular thing that we catch up every now and then and have a chat about shit? Because I think yeah, I'm happy to chat good. to you. Just bring it up and we'll fucking have a yarn, man. I enjoy yeah. talking with you. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I'd love to sort of turn this into a regular thing, especially if it's sort of like day-to-day -day topics that people might not know enough info about like this. And yeah, you can be on a like regular this, basis. We'll like, have brief things and what have you. Yeah. yeah, man, you know, I enjoy our chat. So, yeah, feel free anytime. Just ask. If something comes up, then do it. All right. Well, um, I really appreciate you taking the time out as well anyway, man, like especially like the fact that we were only talking an hour and it's been, you know, we've just shot past and it's flown by. So. <laughs> yeah, I know, absolutely. I love it. No, it's a good um, conversation, yeah. I don't have yes, enough. And, you know, stuff, I feel like there's good. more to talk about. So maybe a... Uh, a regular chat, you know, so... Yeah, um, yeah, let's hit me up, let's do this. All right, I, I like the idea of that, and especially if it's popular, you know, like, let me know what you think, people. Um, Hell yeah. If you really enjoyed this or not, and if it was informative enough for you, so... Uh, yeah, let, yeah, let him know. If it's something that people want, then I'm always here. I'm always here. 
I'm always yep. here for you. And listen, oh, if, you, always, if anyone listening to this has it, has it needs anything in terms of, you know, it does have individual situations like with people that are pilled around them that they want to talk about, then feel free to contact me. You can find me at Tom Tanneke on all the various platforms. Uh, on YouTube, you'll find my recent anti-lockdown videos right at the top there. And, yep. um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook to a degree, but I'm shadow banned, I think, permanently for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, not for some reason, because I talk about Nazi stuff. I'll, no. um, yeah, yeah, so I can. Yeah, yeah no, so that's all good, mate. All right, well, you can cat, yeah, and you can also check out this episode will come out on pretty much all podcast platforms as well. So um, the main ones anyway, I'll put them up as well when it comes out. And, yeah, let us know what you think. But, yeah, again, man, I really appreciate the time and thank you for having, for taking the time as well to sort of, pick apart a few of the things that I think people would are really curious about listening and, and hearing about, I should say, and sort of, you know, having the chance to understand how this sort of forms and what we can do to, uh, you know, keep up the fight in sort of just a more normal, normal way. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like you have to pick a side where it's like, you know, what is real and what isn't, and you can see what's right and wrong, you know? Yeah, that's it, man. Now, well, look, I appreciate the conversation. I've had a great time. And, um, uh, you know, um, to whoever listening, thanks for listening. And I hope if you're in lockdown, if you're some varying degree, um, good luck. I know it sucks. Um, hopefully yeah. you'll be out of the woods soon. Yeah, likewise, right? Yeah, so, um, yeah, all right. Thanks a lot, man. I'll let you get going, eh? All right, then, brother. Thanks so much, eh? No worries, mate. You take it easy, eh? Good night, man. Cheers. All right, bye, mate. Hey. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.